2010. This makes oh things easy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's my reference point. So I think I consider myself a pro when it comes to moving. Purge, purge. Every time you hear purge, you should have been taking a shot. All right, so welcome everyone back to another episode of Shaken Not Stirred. I am your host, Heather B, and I am rejoined by my guest host, DJ Dazam. What up? Hi, how are you? Great. Nice to be here. Nice to see you. Hola, como estas? <laughs> I know part of me was actually like, I wonder if I should just consistently like just recreate this podcast and be like this is just like our thing now i really like talking to you and people really enjoyed that first episode by the way uh i wouldn't mind that that would be really really cool actually yeah so something i've been contemplating so we'll uh revisit that but um yeah so for today um for this particular episode it's all about moving moving as an adult And um, I always get a lot of questions from folks about the process because I have moved substantially. Actually, I just recently moved, what is this now, almost two months ago, Um, had another big move. Um, And it's just so funny how, and thinking about when I I did the first episode, which was back in October. And you were in a whole different state. I'm in a whole different state, y'all. <laughs> a whole different state. A whole mentally, different mentally, right. Mentally, physically. Yeah, things are good. Things are really good. And I can't say that they were like that back in October. So I have now completed my, I actually think this might have been my seventh move in the past 10 years. Let me see. So it's starting. I, you know, honestly, I thought you were going to be like, this has been my 27th move yeah but we're talking about seventh move back and forth between states so <laughs> you move to a different country that counts too it does but i always no 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 you're right you're right because i did move to ecuador for a semester when i studied abroad in in undergraduate but in terms of my uh, quote-unquote adult moving life i always started from 2010 because that's when i started transitioning out of state because <laughs> that's when you were an adult 2010 <laughs> that was when I finished my master's. So I just count that as like, check. <laughs> but let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's okay, see. wait, let, yes. Let's count. How many times has Heather moved since 2010? Let me count yeah. how many times I've moved. Okay. Wait, 2010? Oh, well, then I've only moved like four times. Four, well. <laughs> Thinking back. Who was I dating in 2010? This makes oh me <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's my reference point. I'm a whore. Just kidding. I've been in a lot of relationships. Okay, so yeah, so one. Okay, then two, and then three, six times. I've moved six times since 2010. Okay, and we're we're most of those times within the same states. Yeah, in the same city. I've moved three times in Los Angeles from. From Miracle Mile, Los Angeles, to Jefferson Park. And then my ex-boyfriend kicked me out. So then I had to move to Koreatown. Best decision ever. Ha. And then three times in Guatemala. (laughs) Once in San Marcos. No, I guess seven times. Once in San Marcos, La Laguna. Second time in a place called Panajachel. Third time to an apartment in Shayla. And then this fourth time to our now current loft apartment 
in Quetzaltenango. So yeah, seven times, but it doesn't feel like that much because it wasn't like from state to state. And then in Guatemala, it kind of, we just kind of like upgraded our situation. Okay. Okay. So let's see my turn. So since 2010, let's see, I went from California to Indianapolis and then Indianapolis. Were you experiencing a little bit of um, racism and sexism? A little bit is an is no. homophobia. All of that, yes. You can go. You can actually still Google me, my name, and cookies, and it'll all pop up for you. Uh, let's see. So then, so scary. It was scary. Um, okay, so then Indianapolis back to California. So then within California, I moved from northern to southern, mm-hmm. and then technically I moved again from Orange County to uh, San Diego. That was all within the same year. Oh, right, right. Okay. Then from there, I went to Colorado. From Colorado. How many times did you move in Colorado? Three. Well, let's see. One. I've lived, I lived in three different apartments in my two years there. <laughs> That's another story. Classic <laughs> Heather. But I'm just going to count the state. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's cheating. Okay. And then from Colorado to Chicago, and now Chicago back to California. So seven, seven states in. No, that's cheating. That's cheating. If you've moved three times in Colorado, that's seven, eight, nine, ten. And then how many times did you move when you were in Indiana? Only once. I was only out. I wasn't out there that long. Because, you know, racism. You weren't, crazy. but you were out there enough for me to come visit you. Yeah, you came, like, right after I had moved there, remember? Okay, so you only had that one apartment. Yes. Okay, so Chicago, you had... Okay, how many times did you move in Chicago? I know of twice. How many times twice. did you move in Chicago? Twice. Okay. <laughs> so that's 11. <laughs> that's 11. You're a damn cheat. <laughs> Let's keep it real. <laughs> So that's all just been within the past like seven and a half years. So 11 times. Great. So now. <laughs> that's freaking crazy. So I think I consider myself a pro when it comes to moving. But I will say there are so many challenges, so many challenges. And, and so many people hit me up all the time, whether they're thinking about moving in state, especially when they're moving out of state, you know, pieces of of the actual process. And then it's like, how do I make friends and how do I build community? And so those are things I would love to explore today. And especially with our, our, our different, um, not understandings, but our, our different moves. Like you have moved out of the country. I've moved more domestically within country, even though I feel like sometimes I was in different countries in certain regions of the States, but that, you know, (laughs) you know what though? I've never moved to a different state though. I've never lived outside of California outside of, Guatemala. Okay. Okay. So, you know, so I think those varying perspectives will bring a lot to this conversation. So, but yeah, I just, uh, first, I guess I was starting off with just talking about the process. Um, And I have found, I I think because I've moved so much, I forget how taxing the process can actually be. Like I just get into moving mode. It's like, oh, I got to move like boom, 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 boom. And I'm not saying it's not stressful, but for me, it's just I don't know. It's almost like second nature. Well, because you're a professional. I am a professional mover. How do I make this into a business? I'm going to think about that. Huh. <laughs> That's something to meditate on. Yeah. yeah. Let me write that down. So we'll, we'll, I'll come back. <laughs> Note taken. <laughs> but yeah, just the process of moving. So I think there's a lot. Like there's the the logistical pieces. And then I would say that there's mental pieces to moving as well. 
Um, and so just talking about like both of those, like I know every time it's about to come up, uh, a move is about to come up for me. Like I just get like in this, I don't want to say like narrow mind. How do you talk about like just the goals at the other end? I'm just like, okay, like what do I have to do? Like, and just boom, boom, probably boom, just boom. zone in. Like you just go into that zone. Yeah, exactly. I, I go into a complete zone and I'm just like, all right, I look at all my stuff. Like, so I'm a type of person. I am not attached to things. I never have been, I'm not saying materials are a bad thing, but materials have never been my thing. I think that came pretty significantly actually when I moved from my first big move out of state from California to Indianapolis, I got into a major accident. Do you remember that? Yes, that sounds familiar. Did you fuck up your knee? Mm, Or is that a different accident? Probably a different accident. (laughs) But but this is the one. So I I had just gotten all my stuff out of storage. I had put it all in a um, trailer because I used to move with U-Haul trailers. And I got on the freeway and I was on the freeway maybe 15 minutes. The The trailer jackknifed and like took my car with it. And I went across all four lanes of the 210 freeway, totaled my car. And so, uh, and I was literally like on my, I had just gotten on the road on my way to this like brand new job and already stressed out about going to a brand new place, a new state I had never been to. And now this got thrown into the mist. And to make a long story short, what ended up happening is my car was totaled. Um, I had to get out to this job because I only had like a week or something like that to get out there. I remember calling them and I was like, you know, this just happened. And they're like, we're so sorry. And we still need someone to start. So can you get out here? Right. <laughs> and I had this trailer full of my stuff and I had no way to transport any of it. And so at the end, what ended up happening at the end of that is I like pretty much lost everything. Like I got rid of everything. Really? Mm-hmm. Because there was no way I ended up buying, I bought a new car (laughs) during that time. I did not, I was terrified to do a trailer thing again, so I didn't do it. I fit whatever could fit in my car, fit, and everything else just had to, I had to get rid of. And it had to be very quickly because again, I only had a week to drive out from California to Indianapolis. I have a question. Is that when you bought your Jeep? That's when I bought my Xterra. Mm -hmm. It's an Xterra. Yep. Okay. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so. Jeep's like vehicle. In a midsize SUV, yes. So that's when I when I got that 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 uh, vehicle. Um, so by the time I got out to Indianapolis, all I had is what was in my car. So I had like no, I had no furniture, no bed, no like basic stuff, like nothing. I think I, I think what I ended up packing was like pots and pans <laughs> or like kitchen stuff. But yeah, so I got yeah. out there with nothing, and so that was such a. It was stressful. It was hard, and. I, I, it brought me to this piece of like, these are just things and things can can go very quickly <laughs> and very easily and how easy it is to to lose stuff. And so from that point on, I never got attached to anything. And then, of course, I started moving just about every damn year. So, <laughs> you know, at that point, yeah. you don't want to continue taking stuff with me. So when I move, I get rid of my shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. When we moved to Guatemala, um, I sold a lot of my things. But the last party we had, we used to have these things called um, disposable fashion parties where me and my friends would get together and bring not like necessarily our new, our old stuff, but things that were um, still pretty new or whatever, but we didn't wear them anymore. And so the last one I had, I basically gave a lot of my clothes away because I only came to Guatemala with a, a backpacker's backpack and my DJ equipment. 
And so watching my stuff go, like I cried. I'm not going to lie. Like people were taking my stuff. And then afterwards, like, I don't remember who was left. I think it was uh, one of my friends, Amber. What was left? Like I was crying. I was like, I don't have anything anymore. Like my shoes, my things, my sunglasses. Like I cried. I'm not even going to lie. Like I didn't even know I was attached to stuff until I had to give it away. You know? Exactly. And and, and I think that's, that's what I experienced when I lost all my shit, <laughs> you know, moving, like literally lost. I had like cow, like, and they were really great quality things. So I had like a couch and these nice like yeah. dining room tables and yada, yada, yada. And I just remember being devastated because I didn't have stuff. But then I had, for me, I re- I had to, I reframed that. I was like, it's just stuff, right? But the process to get there was very, um, uh, I don't even know what the word it's is. Not easy. No. It's not easy. It's not easy. Of course, you can read these quotes online and these cards that say like, yeah, do this, do that. You know, it's just things, let go. It's like, yeah, that sounds great until you do it for at least for the first time. Right. I guess, you know, some people might feel a little relieved depending on the circumstance, but I don't know. I cried. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. I cried. And I, and I did too, you know, and, and, um, but that's when I really started processing for me what it means to be defined by my things. Um, right. Because that was a large part of it for me. It's like, well, I, I don't have anything, like literally anything, right? Um, yeah. And it's like those things don't define me, but that was a process to get there, right? So I'm not right. sitting there here saying for everyone out there thinking about moving or has an upcoming move, like get rid of all your shit. Um, but I, I think it is something to think about uh, of thinking of like the value of what you have and where you're going and is it worth it? Um, and that's what I think about these days now from all the moves that, that came after. So when I moved from Indianapolis back to California, I sold everything. I got so much of, better. It's so much. Better. Just to sell it. Yeah. Sell it. You don't need it. One, it wasn't going to be worth the money to move the stuff from Indiana to California, like that is, it's, it's expensive, y'all. It is expensive to move. <laughs> it's expensive. It's expensive to take your shit with you yes. when you move. Yes, because you only- Sell it, fuck it. There's really only three options. You either get a moving company, which I don't know if anyone's ever looked up quotes, but that shit is ridiculous. And half the time your stuff- Ridic. Half the time your stuff gets to the other side and it's broken. <laughs> so there's that. So there's moving companies- there's, um, you can attach a trailer to your car if that's an option. And I have done that plenty of times, um, but stopped doing that since that, you know, accident happened. And then there's something called pods, which I've actually used that in, in a move and, um, actually did take stuff with me. Um, just because it was, that sounds, that sounds expensive too. It's so, it's cheap. It's so much cheaper than a moving company. So you get a pod, Mm. they deliver it to your house. You have to load it and you have to pack it. Um, and then they ship it and then you, un you know, they usually ship it like to your house or, or wherever, and then you unload it and then they come back and get it. Have you done that uh, from state to state? Yeah. So I use pods when I moved from Colorado to Chicago. And the reason ah, okay. in that particular time, the reason I I elected to actually take my stuff with me um, is because I knew that the value of what I had was worth at that time being able to transport it to that state. And I knew I wasn't going to get back the things I had on uh, like I knew I wasn't going to get that back and I wasn't going to be able to like buy that stuff again. Um, so for Got what it. it cost me to 
move my stuff from in that pod system during that time um, was worth it. How much was it? Is it per mile? Like, how does that, how do pods work? There's, so there's different sizes. They have different sizes from like really small to like really big. So it's all dependent on like the size. And I want to say, I really don't remember it. I don't know if it's about, if it had to do with like the weight um, and the size or um, I think it's actually just the size of the, of the pod. Yeah. Cause they actually don't weigh it. So it, it actually can be a very economical option if you're looking to move your stuff and you don't have either the capacity to do a trailer or honestly, you don't want to because trailers are hard. <laughs> Especially right. if you're driving across country. And it slows you down. It slows you down. Oh yeah, it does. Oh yeah, definitely. So those are, those are methods that I have used to actually like move stuff. Now, I just find it easier to get rid of shit. Yeah, I'm I'm with you 100%. And um, I just met a couple, like maybe a couple of days ago, and they just moved to, the, like I said, in Quetzaltenango, where I live. And they were just talking about, like, dude, we're really trying to get rid of our shit. Like, we just have so much shit. And there was another girl who sold me her uh, bronze, the Dr. Bronner's soap, like the big ones, because she's just like, I can't travel with this. I don't know what I was thinking with bringing it. I'm like, oh shit, I'll, I'll buy it. But <laughs> it's a thing. You know what I mean? Obviously the less stuff you have, the more options you have to one, explore it two find a, an apartment where you're not, not worried about like, shit, does all my stuff fit in here? And you know, yeah, and stuff like that. And sometimes it's just better to, in our case, it was obviously way better to just buy things here. Like it did not make sense for us to bring anything more than a backpack because we did not know where we were going to land. And we didn't really knew, we didn't really know where the, we didn't really know what the future had. So there was no point in bringing anything other than sneakers, jeans, jackets, and my DJ equipment. <laughs> like it didn't, it didn't make any sense. Necessities, right? Necessities. Then this like bear and like, and, and, Mind you, I'm very Hollywood. Like, like, let's not get it twisted. I am not a t-shirt. I am now, but I am not or was not a t-shirt and sweat type of person. This is like, true, I y'all. love this my is heels. True. I love my makeup. I loved all 12 of my sunglasses. You know what I'm saying? I loved all 23 of my purses. I loved all like 70 pair of shoes. So let's not get it twisted. It's not like I am a minimalist. I am now. I am now. But at the time, not not the business. And if you saw me before and you see me now, it is two different people. Let me tell you. But I am ready to move at any time at this point. Like, I already know what to do. I already know. I already took pictures of my shit just in case I need to move in a hurry. So I can post it online. (laughs) Dude, I am not playing. Like, I already have pictures in a folder already labeled. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just in case I need to move again. Like, I'm not even trying to have anything. And what makes it worse right now is I have a damn cat. That's, that's the hard part. You need a cat. <laughs> Moving is having a pet. And I have a cat. Like, now I'm just like, no, I have a fucking cat. I mean, I love him. He's cool. He's great. He's part of the family. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm ready to up and move, that's now, that's my biggest consideration right now is my my cat. So all everyone out there that knows me and now all the rest of y'all will know, um, I have a dog. His name is Vito. Yeah. He is my life and my world. All these moves I've been talking about have all been with him. So, and Vito right. is not a small dog. He's medium sized, about 60 pounds, but he is the primary concern and consideration when I am talking about moving, right? So I I, I completely right. get that. 
And so, you know, when I think about like, okay, how am I going to put stuff in the car? Well, the caveat is Vito has anxiety when he has shit around him. So I can't stuff my car anymore. <laughs> Because my dog is bougie. <laughs> so, so he likes the whole backseat to himself. <laughs> and, and he can't have things around him. If he sees things around him, he really freaks out. And so I I don't have my whole car. All I have is the little trunk portion. <laughs> yeah. And then nothing. I can't have yep. anything else. So this move, I'll, I'll just share for y'all. This move, I did the exact same thing you're talking about. As soon as I decided that it was going to happen... I started taking pictures of my shit. I started putting them in online. Um, I don't know what what right. uh, types of uh, areas you've used to sell your stuff, but I have used. Um, I found a lot of value in OfferUp and actually the Facebook yep. Marketplace yep. these days. Yep. Yep. And so, I mean, I was selling stuff like multiple things a day, just like boom, 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 gone. And for all y'all that have actually moved in any form of capacity, I'm sure you can uh, relate to this. By the very end, when you're on those last two days, you're just like, just come get this shit. I don't care. Right. I don't make money off of it. I don't just come get it. Like open house. I think I gave away a microwave, a juicer. Uh, yeah. I was just like, it needs to go. <laughs> like I don't even care anymore. It needs away. to go. I gave away all my porn. I left that shit on the street <laughs> and somebody was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and my sex toys I'm like y'all can have it I don't need it I'm done <laughs> come get this shit for free they're not coming in the backpack it's not I didn't have I didn't have room in my backpack for my DVDs no and plus yeah. you use DVDs anymore but I did so shit <laughs> <laughs> dude I gave away my PlayStation for how much I give that shit away for I gave I gave it away for forty dollars with all the games. I was like, "Here, just come. I don't need it. I'm leaving in a couple of days. Just come yeah. get this. Forty dollars for a PlayStation." Well, because the focus at that time is it, no longer. Again, going back to the whole concept of things like that—that's not the focus anymore. You just got you need to to get out and go. And so by that time, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Like, literally, we'll just open my door and be like, whoever wants to, like, I, someone bought my couches. I had some really nice couches. I sold them for, like, 200 bucks. He had just moved to the area. I was like, do you need anything else? Like, here's all this other stuff. Anything else you want to take with you? Like, please, just, like, take this shit, right? <laughs> Two for one. Yeah. Sorry. I took so, I took at least, like, seven bags of shit to the Goodwill. And I'm talking about, like, right. Dooney and Burke purses, like, freaking, like, I mean, expensive-ass snow boots. But I was like, I can't take them with me. So I can't sit here right. and stress and worry about like, oh, I'm not going to get my money back. Or, oh, listen, it doesn't matter. Nope. It doesn't matter <laughs> it anymore. Doesn't matter. Take this shit. But you know what we should talk about, though, is that what about the things that are dear to you? What about maybe, you know, a necklace that your grandma gave you or stuff like that that has like meaning and value? What do you then do with those things? So for me, those are the things that are priority. So when I'm talking about what I'm fitting in my car, what I'm able to take with me, like those are the things. So I'll use an example. My grandmother, uh, may she rest in peace, she left behind, um, she she gave me, she wanted me to have it's this set joke. of like martini glasses. Go figure, right? Uh, <laughs> we all know. She knew you were her. an alcoholic. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just Another kidding, guys. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. I am on a fast right now, by the way, alcohol fast. Thank you. Day five. I'm on day five. I'm doing great. Um, but, yeah, so, but um, it's not a huge box. It's like six or seven, you know, glasses. But it's 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 enough to where when you're starting to pack stuff in, you're just like, do I really need 
these, you know, glasses. And I'm like, yes, I do. And so I make space for that. And I got rid of some other shit, you know, that I was like, ultimately, I just didn't need. So for me, for those like sentiment, so things that have real sentiment, and I want to emphasize real because I know people are like, but I really love these couches. I've had them forever. Okay, they're couches. I can't. Right. I, 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 <laughs> that yeah. can go. And that sounds like that'll provide me with a little bit of change. So those can yeah. go. <laughs> right. You know, but those so things that are really important to you, those are the things that I recommend you prioritize in your move. So what do I really need? Um, and for me, those I guess would fall under the need versus like, well, what do I want? And so and I think wants are, are more um apt to be able to get tossed. Like you took you took your DJ equipment. Well, that, hey, I had to, like, I, I didn't come down to Guatemala with a job. And so that's right. the one thing that I knew that I could provide as a service. So yeah, I took my teaching equipment with me. But that's what I'm talking about. There's a lot of things, though, I would not have taken with me um, that I took with me. A lot of the things I brought were kind of like um, natural, um, like natural things, for example, shea butter, raw cocoa butter and stuff like that, because I'm thinking like, you know, I'm black. I'm going to a place where there there's no black people. So I needed to take all my black, my black girl stuff. And I now I know better. Didn't need to take that stuff at all. I just took up a lot of room. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now I know better because I can find all that stuff down here. And here in Sheila, we actually have like a pretty strong um, expat community where people go back and forth to the States all the time. So you can always be like, hey, Martha, Hey, you're going to the States. Let me let me send you something real quick if you can bring it back to me. And a lot of things where I am are a hundred times cheaper. For example, what did I bring? Oh, we brought our Nutribullet. That's one of the things that we were like, we need to bring a Nutribullet <laughs> because you just never know as far as like right. getting your health on and stuff like that. And we're actually really glad we did. But it's so much cheaper here. So much cheaper. It's like 200 Katsalas. 200 Katsalas is about, mm, what is that? Uh, 30 Okay. 20-ish dollars? 20-ish dollars where a Nutribullet in the States, at the time, I don't know how much it costs now, but it's about $75. So it would have been cheaper here. Right. So, but yeah, we brought that with us. It fit. So we brought it. But with all my, like, things of value, like sentimental value, I left that at my mom's house. There's a box or two or three at my mom's house that has pictures and sorority stuff and um, precious, like, jewelry not that I have anything super valuable but you know stuff like that I was able to leave at my mom's house but we should talk about people who don't have that option maybe they're thinking about storage like I'm not doing storage like I don't want any bills I want to be free of everything so then what what are your thoughts on um on storages so I my personal thoughts on storage is they're a waste of money and time right because again for me if I can't if all the things that I need, want, have, whatnot, don't fit, um, whether it's in a move or they're not going to like fit in my future home or whatnot, I'm not going to waste, again, my personal belief, I'm not going to waste my money on storage because at what point is it ever going to be able to fit? <laughs> like, you're just going to keep paying for for a storage place and the storage unit just so you can hold on to those things. Like, so for me, um, I've never, I've never done storage um, meaning I've never done storage in the context of like, I've moved somewhere and now I need this stuff and they don't fit. So I'm, I'm paying somewhere else. I've never done that. And I don't plan on doing that anytime in the future. Um, and I will say, uh, cause I, I have been in those spaces where I don't have 
you know, all these moves that I've, that I've, that I've done, especially state to state, like I can't, I'm not shipping stuff back to California to to get back to like my parents or, or whatnot. And so I do have to make those determinants about what stays and what goes, whether it's sentimental or not, what have you, um, because there is no option to put it somewhere else. So again, I, I mean, I'm a minimalist at this point, but either get rid of it, or if you want to keep it, it needs, it needs to be able to fit in the home. Um, otherwise it has to go. What if somebody is doing like a cross country move, they're moving from California to New York, what would you recommend they bring and how many bags do they bring? How many boxes do they bring boxes? What do you think is the preferred method? I mean, I know everybody's different, but you mentioned a pod, which I'd never, I'm sure I've heard of it, but I just never considered that. Um, and like I said, when we moved, we literally took one backpacker's backpack, but somebody who is still in the States, they're just picking up one life and starting another, but in the same like context, it's still... United States, it still has the same values and stuff. What would you recommend for someone doing that type of move? Hmm, what would I do? What would my plan be? This is going to start my business. So, um, <laughs> right, let's, let's start now. Let's start now. <laughs> um, so I think uh, the thing to, to look at and think about, because again, every, everyone's going to be different. Everyone's financial circumstances are going to be different, but that would be the place I would start is really looking at your finances. I mean, some people have the affordability to hire movers, to hire the movers that will pack up your shit and move it and unpack your shit. I've never been on that. You don't have to touch a thing. I admire that. No, yeah, no, I don't. Show up. no, I don't. I don't admire that. I don't want people touching my stuff. I don't trust them. <laughs> so I've never been on, on, on that realm. So I can't speak to that. So what I would speak to is from like what I would have the capability of doing, especially when I think of moving somewhere like New York, which is hella fucking expensive to live and spaces are really small. Right. Um, right. You know, I, I think that's the time to really look at purging. So it's, it's taking a look at what can I afford? What can I afford? Period. Um, and knowing what you can... Wait, I have to stop you. I feel like if this was video, you would now have to pop up purge, right? <laughs> On the corner. Like, number one, purge. All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Step one, purge. Sure. So, <laughs> you know, are you are you driving? Are you flying? Because um, all those things are, are have to come into consideration, too. Are you going to... If you are going to take a car, which I don't know if you would want to do that living in New York, because you have to now pay for parking and parking spaces and all those right. things. Um, but if you if you are taking a car, you know, are you going to ship it? Are you going to drive it? That's a long ass drive. Everyone's not capable of doing that, right? I moved from Chicago to California and drove by myself twenty seven hundred plus miles. That's how me. long. How long did that take? Uh, let's see. I left, I stopped along the way. So I left on a Sunday and I got to California on a Saturday. Damn. Yeah. So me and Vito, me and Vito just riding the, the, the planes and, um, but yeah, so I drove, but I had to drive because I have a dog. So shipping right, my car right, wasn't an option. Right. Flying wasn't an option. Right. And so those are things for, for you all to consider, right? Like, do you have kids? <laughs> you know, if you have children, like, what is that going to look like? Um, and so it, 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 you really have to be cognizant of like what you can and, and can't afford. Cause that really is what is coming into, uh, that's going to be a huge factor of what you can and can't do. Um, if your finances are limited, um, you have to also take a look at, okay, when I get over to New York, um, am I going to be able to buy what I need, um, 
of the things that I've considering purging, like is it is the cost you have to look at that cost balance of like, is it going to cost more for me to move my stuff, but it'll be okay because at the other end I'll have it? Or does it make more sense to get rid of it um, and then use possibly some of those monies to buy what you need on, on the other end? Um, and only you can determine what that's going to look like or what that, that's going to be based on your finances. But that's how I, I look at things. Like, what is the cost benefit of moving this couch? Well, I got this couch for, you know, my move from Colorado to Chicago. Again, one of the reasons I took all my stuff with me, I had a really nice couch that I had gotten it for $200. I got really lucky on a Craigslist buy. You know, I'm really good at thrift shopping and all those things, and I get quality things. And so I was like, if I get rid of this couch, because I think my total move was like $2,000 for that move in terms of like the pod and the gas and all those things. And mind you, I I had the privilege of a job that paid paid for that. So that's another piece too, right? And so I was, I knew I had a $2,000 limit. So it was taking a look at what I could fit within that 2000. Cause it's not like they just hand you the cash, right? You, you pay for it and then you get reimbursed. So that's why I moved my stuff. Cause I knew once I got to Chicago, I wasn't going to have the money to buy new furniture. And I probably wasn't going to find another nice ass $200 couch. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. So that, you know, I, I use that as an example of, of how you look at reconfiguring like what you need, what you want, what you don't need, how to get rid of stuff, especially when you're doing a look at like a cross country move. If that makes, you know, if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. I've never done that. I've never moved from like, like I said, I've never moved from one state to another. So yeah, our only option. I mean, I guess I could have drove now that I think about it, but that I didn't even think about that at the time. Our thing was let's get as much money as possible. So right. let's sell everything everything yeah but then what but then it's kind of like what do you keep and what do you not keep because yes we've talked about things of sentimental value and i obviously it depends on where you move to but for us it you know we knew we were going to move to a developing country so we already knew that we were going to be able to get things cheaper so it was not necessary for us to rev up on a bunch of stuff like you might do in let's say and L.A. to New York, right? Because New York is way more expensive. So then you have to decide, you know, cost value. Like, is it going to be better for me to ship a $200 couch? Or do I need to buy a brand new one? Or can I find a decent one in New York for about that price or not? Nah? You know? Right. So those exactly. are things to consider, exactly. too. Yep. Yep. But something you had talked about a little earlier that I, I, I you know, because so so now we've moved, right? Like we've, we've done all these moves. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so now it's like, oh, I don't know anyone, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you know, how to build community, There's how to that. make friends. And especially as an adult, because at least for me, my experience in undergrad and I'd love to hear you speak to this, too. Like, it's almost like friends, like to find friends is easy. You know, you meet people in classes, um, you know, you might meet people through organizations. Like there's already established uh, spaces to be able to run into people or to meet folks or to find like-minded people. As an adult, please, like you go to work, (laughs) you go home, there might be some some random shit in between. You don't always want to be friends with the people you work with. And that's not always healthy either, to be honest. And it's like, so what do you do? (laughs) Well, in our case, it was very unique because we moved to a place that most people, like nobody speaks English, right? 
And so we were just trying to even find how do we buy things, right? So when we first got our apartment, we didn't, the apartment was unfurnished to the max, like no stove, no refrigerator, no cabinets, no nothing. It was literally a space. (laughs) And so I was in my best, worst Spanish online, like, hola, where can I find cosas? Like, where do we find things, right? And it was super hard because there is no Google Maps. You can't just type in, like, you know, department store or whatever. So it took a really long time for us to find things. It was a lot of walking and getting lost and trying to remember that you were lost and that this was a way to find milk and da 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 da, da right? Because I live in a city, but... Like I said, you're not going to find things on Yahoo or Google or anything like that. And there was nobody to ask. And I literally knew one person through somebody else, through this girl named Faith, this black girl. She was like, there's another black girl where you're moving to. Get in contact with her. (laughs) So I get in contact with her, which is, that's not the best way to make friends, right? It's just like, (laughs) talk to her. She knows things. So I talked to her. She broke it down. And she was like, if you want to make friends in this city, you need to you need to teach English. You need to go to an English school or learn Spanish. You need to go to an English school and you need to go to a Spanish school. And there is where you will find your people. So next week, we're like applying to be English teachers. Never been an English teacher in my life. And there I started to find our community. And then I made a Shayla expat page on Facebook, which is now like a game, like a game changer, because now we have a place where people, hey, anybody want to meet up for coffee? Hey, does anyone, anybody want to do a language exchange? But that did not exist when we moved here. It took us about three months to start making friends. Three months, which I, I don't know if that's a long time or not, but usually I can make friends in a day. So to me, three months is a very, very, very long time. And we had to join some something. We had to join something where we saw people like, okay, hi, my name is Lonnie. What do you do? Where are you from? Blah, 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 blah. So for us, it was very, very difficult. Very, very difficult, especially in a place where you don't know the language. And people don't look like you. So everybody was staring at us because we're tall and we're black. And so to them, we might as well be aliens. Like, who are you? People come in touching your hair, stuff like that. I'm not asking them to be my friend, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, we had we had to we had to join something. That was our that's what that that is what we had to do. Well, let me let me ask you because you do you think it was more challenging or would have been easier to move by yourself? So so I guess what I'm trying to ask is like, so you had the opportunity to move with someone, right? I've only moved by myself. I think it's harder. It's harder with somebody because you have a crutch. Had I moved to a different country by myself, I would have forced myself to go out and to hola people <laughs> and to go hola to a people. bar and stuff like that. <laughs> I would have been a lot more extroverted. But now that I do have somebody, it makes things, it meets, it makes meeting people and learning a different language for me harder because one, I don't really have to learn the language. I'm here with my boyfriend. And two, like, I don't really have to meet friends because I have my boo. Right. Right. So I think it was, it was a lot harder. I think most people think it would be easier, but I don't think so. I think when you're by yourself and you are forced into a situation where you have to talk to other people to, I mean, not to be dramatic, but to like survive and get what you need. Oh, yeah. It's it's easier to do it by yourself. 
I think. So I think that's an interesting perspective because for me, I would think, and maybe it's just how we're respectively thinking about it. Because when I when I hear the word, when I'm using the word easier in terms of moving with someone, it is that piece of like you already know someone, you have someone mm-hmm. there with you. So even though that may not push you as hard to go out and meet other people, you still have someone there, right? And okay, so, I guess so that, all right. But what if you guys get into a fight? Then what? Shoot, I don't know what to tell you on that one. <laughs> Y'all are stuck with each other, right? Let's but, say there's a disagreement somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Then who do you have if you don't have friends or people to lean on or anything like that? Who do, who do you go to? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've never <laughs> had that experience. But... Uh, <laughs> But my experience has been like kind of what you're talking about in terms of like, I don't have an option to not meet people because if I don't meet anyone, I am alone, right? I'm completely alone. And um, I mean, I'm an extrovert by nature and I meet, I will say I meet people and and, and make friends pretty easily. Um, And it's always funny because every time I'm about to move, uh, especially in a state that I don't know anyone and and I'll talk to people and I'm like, oh, God, I'm nervous. Like, I don't know if I'll make friends. And they're like, are you kidding me? Like, you make friends like everywhere you go, you know. But I think um, there's a skill that comes with that in terms of like, as soon, so for me, community is important. And what I mean by that, besides the literal sense, is I think people work from two different, uh, they work two different ways. They either you know, if they're moving, especially for a new job, like their focus is the job. And then once they get the job together, then they'll focus on community and friends. For me, it's opposite. I'm like, I need people, (laughs) especially as an extrovert. I need people. And so when I'm even thinking about moving to another state or know that that's going to happen, I start looking up Facebook groups. I use meetup.com for those that may not be familiar. It's a great social um, networking site where you meet folks of just around common interests. So, you know, they have like running groups and cooking groups and, you know, quirky groups like, you know, a corgi meetup and all of these things. And I've actually met some great people along my journey, like through. Oh, yeah. And hiking groups and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I was part of a hiking group. I mean, yeah. Sure. And so it's it's a great way. It, it, it doesn't mean that when you go to these things, you're going to make like automatic friends. You're going to find someone you automatically connect with. But these are just different types of outlets to use to be able to find um, community outside of work. <laughs> um, and work isn't always an option for people either, uh, depending on, you know, your work environment and who you're working with and, and, and whatnot. But yeah, community is so important to me. Like I, I put so much, and it takes a lot of energy. I'm not going to lie. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of effort. And, um, that can be taxing, especially when you're already potentially like stressed out or tired from a move. Cause the move is tiring. Let's be real unpacking, yeah, fucking driving, <laughs> like just it's right. mentally, it's mentally exhausting. And then to have to be like, okay, well now let me go. And put up <laughs> now, now I need friends. Hmm. Right. So I guess, exactly. the, <laughs> exactly. so I guess the advice is you have to join something, no matter if you're in the same country or a different country, you have to be able to join some sort of organized, yes. uh, click, <laughs> You yeah, find your, your own. <laughs> or start your own. I started start your my own. That's what meetup. I did. <laughs> yeah, I started my own meetup group in Colorado because I wasn't finding what I wanted through the ones that are already established. And so I created my own and I met people through that. And I'm still friends um, with someone that I met through that. And I, you know, and cool. I appreciate, you know, I appreciate that relationship. And so 
Um, yeah, you have to be, sometimes you have to be innovative. <laughs> you know, okay. So when like, we talk about, okay, wait, let's, so let's go back. Right. So when you talk about move first, number one, purge, purge, <laughs> purge, right. Then you get your shit together. You've purged, you've got your money, you're set, you've moved, you found your thing. So next thing, number two is find your click, <laughs> find your click. <laughs> <laughs> find a group or make your own <laughs> yes yes <laughs> all right heather what's number three because we're making this up as we go along i didn't write none of this shit down and nor did she <laughs> <laughs> hmm. is there not let's see you know everything is just sunshine and rainbows after that right no, right <laughs> sunshine rainbows cotton candy and skittles yeah <laughs> i think the, the thing that comes to mind for me, number three, and this is like, you'll still be short, you know, it, it's when you're, when you're far away from home. <laughs> and so you've, yes. moved, you've gotten rid of your stuff, you, you've established your community, and now you're thinking potentially about family or friends back home, and you don't have the same amount of access to them. Um, you're not necessarily able to get back that often. I was usually only able to get back home once a year, if that, um, for different reasons. And so now it's like, how do you now build this the how you you know build your life essentially now you have a new life <laughs> yeah you have a new life and you have new friends and you can't forget about the people in your life that were exactly. there before so what are your tips on keeping in ton- contact with your real friends for me what i've done is i've actually cl- created an alarm on my phone on my phone where i have an alarm that says check in with friends <laughs> so i have that like mentally prepared, like, oh, okay, I need to hit up Monica, see how she's doing to make sure because life gets in the way, especially if you're not seeing your people all the time. It's very easy to lose contact, especially for me. I'm, you know, if you're not in my face, unfortunately, like I tend to just not like forget, but I'm just not thinking about that right now. And so I've had to create a reminder for myself to check in with my peeps, you know? So what do you do? So I've always been that person. I'm always have been the one to keep up with people, at least people that I want to keep up with. And I think yeah. some years Purge ago, your friends. You have to purge your friends. I, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, <laughs> sometimes. Let's be real. I mean... Let's be real. And you, I mean, well, you can say... Wait, wait. You can say, though, when you move, you start to realize who your friends really are. Like, that's what I was just about to say. And who still fucks with you. That's what I was just about to say. Sometimes you move away and you're like, you know, I really don't miss so-and-so. Or, you know, that really wasn't like the, the best, you know, the greatest friendship. And so moving is good for you. Everyone should do a move at least once in their life. So there's that. But, um... <laughs> But yeah, I think I've always just been the one to keep up with folks. I think some years back, I made this determinant for, you know, friendship. And it has to be uh, a two-way street. And I was finding in a lot of my relationships with people that they were a one-way street. Like, I was the one reaching out. I was the one checking in. Me, me, me. And that got really tiring. And so I think now... Um, you know, if, if it's not reciprocal, I, I, I no longer engage. <laughs> um, and so I don't necessarily need, you know, I think the reminders is great. If you know, you're someone that, uh, yeah. has a tendency to, I don't want to say like, forget people. Cause that's not what I mean. But you know, if you have a tendency, no, not- I, you know, I can be one-sided. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I'm not going to say that people are forgettable or stuff like that, but it's just that I'm so especially being in another country, I'm just so wrapped up in all the shit that goes on here and my schedule and stuff like that, that I personally need reminders to keep friendships both are two-sided, I guess. Yeah. 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 
But, but that, I guess that's what I'm getting at is like, it, you have to know yourself around that, right? Like, and so for me, I don't need that. Like my tendency, and this again goes, I think to my, I don't know if it's so much my extrovertness as much as I also really value like friends and community. And so, you know, I, I think about people a lot. And if I'm thinking about you, I'll probably end up like text, shooting you a text or, right. you know, yeah, yeah. asking you like, hey, how did that, you know, you got a new job. How is that going? Or whatever the case is. And this isn't every day <laughs> and it's not even every week, right? Because again, as adults, we have very busy lives and very, you know, uh, different things going on. But people are always in my mind, you know. Um, so for me, it's very easy to keep up. I mean, I've had, we talked about this in the first episode, but like, I'm very proud that I've had friendships to this point that have been like, at least like 15 years and running, you know. Right. But that, right. and that doesn't come just for the namesake, you know. Th- these are people, you, you like our relationship, you know, like, it's not like I haven't talked to you in 10 years and then we happen to just reconnect. Like we have had an ongoing friendship and that takes work. <laughs> yes, it does. Work and it effort. Does. Yeah, does. work and effort, yeah. you know? And so I'm very proud of that. But so for me, you know, I, I having moved as much as I have, I literally know people everywhere, internationally, domestically. Um, and I'm very intentional on keeping up with that because those people are important to me. But it gets hard. It's hard. Every yeah, gets hard. it definitely gets hard. I can't. I can't even lie. I I try as much. Like I said, I try as much as I can to to at least hit up somebody, somebody from the past. Like, hey, what's up? But you know, again, you, you we're adults, and all of my friends have kids. But the moment I find out that you're doing something important and you didn't let me know. Then oh, I, you know, kids. I have, a, I have, I, I'm very sensitive about that because that me just too. recently happened where I'm just like, wait a second, you're getting married and like you're one of my closest friends, and I had to find out through, I don't know, Instagram. That's where the purge comes in. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm very sensitive about that. That's a deal breaker for me. If I find out someone's engaged, having kids, da, 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 I was like, oh, I guess we're not as good as the friends as I thought we were, and that's like, right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's nothing like a move. To let you see oh, who is real, is real and who was really just about, you know, yeah. as fake as they could be. Well, and I'll, I'll add on to that. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. That's very that's very strong. But I, my feelings are hurt. I'll just say it right here. My feelings are hurt. No, but but what I will say, what I will say in adding on to this is proximity, right? It's very, it can, it can be very easy to be quote unquote friends with people when you're in the same area, right? Um, right. You see exactly. each other all the time. Da, da, da. So as soon as you move... So going back to what you were saying, as soon as you move and you're not anywhere in proximity to those folks, it's very telling who still makes an effort to keep up, who still has you in their life, who, you know, yada, 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 and who doesn't. And I've learned that very quickly through all of my moves of like, who's really there and who was there for that season. And some people are just seasonal. Let's be real. Some people are seasonal. That's so sad, but it's so true. It's so true. Oh, that's so sad. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's just, but that's just the the reality, you know. And it's like, you know, I'm grateful for that season that we had. And now it's like, all right, well, that was cool. <laughs> I don't know, Heather. I'm depressed now. You put me in a very, a very sad state because I'm thinking about all these people. Like you were seasonal. I thought we were forever. You were seasonal, and I thought we were forever. <laughs> it's so sad, and it's so true. It's very true. Oh. But it is adulting. Adulting. It's rough. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah. So those are, I guess, the three things for people to know about moving and the process and building community and 
purging people and things <laughs> and seasons. Keyword, purge, purge. Every time you hear purge, you should have been taking a shot. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to incorporate games, Heather. You got to incorporate games. Wait, can we re-record this? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, let's let, okay, let's rewind. Purge tequila. <laughs> purge. No, I was kidding. Purge, purge, purge. <laughs> No, but it is important for for moving, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, for relationships, for los dos, right? You got to purge. Yes, exactly. So, final words, Heather, or anything else? Hmm. You know, I guess just you know, give yourself grace when you're moving. Moving is quite a process. It's physically taxing, mentally taxing, emotionally taxing. I never knew, honestly. I never knew how stressful it is. And you know what they say? They said that you wait. Did you tell me this that you shouldn't? move wait you shouldn't move and change jobs in the same year or at the same time that definitely wasn't me because every time time, that's like two big stressors yeah Yeah. no that wasn't me because every time i moved i've changed jobs (laughs) (laughs) someone told me that i think it was my psychologist (laughs) who said like you like those two things are really huge stress um, stressors, and so to do it at the same time, you have to allow yourself to, or you need to know that you are going through a stressful time, and you should give yourself a break. Yes, but I can't, I can't attest to that because literally every time I've moved, it's been a different job. <laughs> so <laughs> most people, Heather, most people, <laughs> don't be. Weak. You are no, special. <laughs> I am special. <laughs> I'm an exemption to that rule. I'm just really strong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but the other everybody else, you you're weak bitches. <laughs> Don't do both at the same time. No, <laughs> you won't be able to handle it. No, you can't handle it. You can't handle the purge. <laughs> I'm kidding, folks. Any Don't, final words for you? Me. Any final words? I don't know. My final words are always do you. That That's it. That's my motto. I'm sticking by it. Do you. Fuck everybody else. If you need to move, you feel like you want to move, then make the plan and do so. Uh, like I said, we moved to Guatemala with the plan to move to Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> that was the plan. And we made it happen. And now we own a business and blah, blah, blah. And we're pillars in our community and all that great shit. So, um, yeah, my last and final words is do you, if you want to do it, do it now. Make the list, make the plan, make it happen. And everyone should move at least once in their life. Boom. No, wait, hold up, though. If you move from your parents' house to your own place, is that once? Everyone should move out of state or out of the country at least once in their Okay, life. all right, cool. Because, cool. no, I'm, moving I'm down that. the street <laughs> in my world does not count. Okay, <laughs> All right, so now it's time for my favorite segment, Shit I Ain't Got Time For. Ooh. Ooh. I ain't got time for fake friends. I did that purge. I did that purge, and I ain't got time for it. Uh, that's real. Time is too precious to just be around. Dude, so precious. I'm, I'm, I would say I ain't got time to show up as anyone but myself. Oh, God, I'm so done with posing. And I didn't even know I was a poser. Yeah. I, oh, wait, did you, are you agreeing? Ew, what? stop. No, I'm saying, yeah, um, in terms of, like, not even realizing sometimes that you weren't even showing up authentically. Right. You know? Right. 
I ain't got time for, oh, this is such a basic, thick, a basic bitch thing to say, but I really ain't got time for the negativity. I'm gonna need you to figure out and find the light and I will help you find the light. But I, you know, I, I can't, I can't be with you in, in the dark like that unless you were willing to let me lift you into the light. <laughs> Ooh, that was so deep. Look at me. Uh... Oh my God. Wait, Heather, did I tell you that my, I think my life plan now is to become a shamanist. Okay, so we'll hold this for it's the like next a shaman? episode. Yeah, a I know, shaman. I know what a shaman is. It's a shaman. So we'll go ahead. But and... it's a girl version. It's a gr- it's, it's not a real word. Somebody made it up. I stole it. I'm gonna be a shamanist. So we'll just... it's kind of like a good witch, but witch is negative, right? So it's shamanist. So we'll anyway, make sure to explore this on topic. episode five of uh, Shaking Mastered. <laughs> and until then, y'all, we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>